Welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. Make some noise. OT win against the Cowboys. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Green Bay sent the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy home with a loss. That's a huge win, stopping a five-game skid for the Packers. Where do they go from here? Who played well? We've got recap and more. Thanks for tuning in. Let's dive into the show. Packers are not dead yet. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Green Bay knocked off the Dallas Cowboys 31 to 28 in overtime. It took overtime. It took a fourth quarter comeback. It was fantastic. Christian Watson stealing the show. We have a great episode for you here today. Packers fans, thank you for tuning in. I'm joined today by my co-host KJ. KJ, how you feeling? What is going on, Packers fans? The Pack are back. The Pack never went anywhere. They just had a rough stretch, and the season is very much still alive. Every week, he has a feeling of a playoff game. These moments are tense. It's been great to get a win this last week. It was great to see Christian Watson have his coming out party, and you know you can kind of see what the Packers can do when they they really focus on that run offense and then utilize the play action and air it deep a few times. We've been preaching for it all year long. Hopefully they continue going with what works. But one thing's for certain, the Pack need to win every single game in order to give them the them the best shot at making the playoffs. So could they lose one? Maybe. Could they lose two? Ooh, you're really pushing it close there. The Packers have to be a win-every-week mentality from here on out, and that's going to make for some phenomenal football and some even better discussion. So thanks for having me. Dallas was 6-2 coming in. Mike McCarthy wearing the Vince Lombardi jacket coming in to where he won a Super Bowl. And it took a nearly perfect effort from the Packers. Just on the offensive side, let's start with cage Aaron Rodgers 14 of 20 224 yards three touchdowns zero interceptions that's an 82.2 QBR 146.7 rating he played efficient he threw the ball deep he tested the defense Aaron Jones 24 carries 138 yards and a touchdown he you know got a heavy dosage and good things happen 5.8 average that's big for Aaron Jones yeah. hitting the holes hard and then Christian Watson KJ Four receptions, 107 yards, three touchdowns, including a 58-yard long bomb. Where do you start when you think about the Packers' offense? Man, I just see, like, the power of the play action, right? And not abandoning the run too early. Like, the Packers had kind of a tricky situation where they were down multiple scores in the second half. Well, the first time they get the ball, they can kind of just do whatever they want on that drive. They can take their sweet time. Thankfully, they did convert seven points. But oftentimes, as we've seen many times this year, is that it's given the the other team in the Packers' second drive just not enough time to adequately run the ball. So the Pack was Pack would always end up giving up on the run, kind of forcing the pass, and then the Pack would lose a lot of these games. Well, they really just stayed true to the run all day, and they kept utilizing the pass where the defense allowed them to take what they would give them. And the Packers did just that, whether it's Christian Watson giving him a chance to make a play in space, whether it's 
it's Rodgers just heaving a ball up. Sometimes it goes and it works. Sometimes it goes and it doesn't. But you've got to take those chances, especially when the defense is sneaking up to, to deal with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So for me, you know, we could talk about individual accolades on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. But this is an example of playing to the Packers' strengths, right? Our running backs are our strengths this year. You know, hammering those guys with a two hundred seven total yards, exactly, and wearing down the Dallas Cowboys defense in the process, but also utilizing your quarterback at at opportune moments. The way the Packers executed on so well yesterday, and I think that's a key word is execution. You know, we've seen Rodgers make bombs, we've seen him miss miss you know bombs this year, and yesterday he was right on the money. The season was on the line. I tweeted off like Packers. The season was on the line. Twelve came through with three TDs. Christian Watson came through with three tweet TDs. Aaron Jones had a big game. The defense bent, but they didn't break. Uh, and honestly, Matt, Mike uh, Matt Lafleur, excuse me, give the man a lot of credit for actually coming out with the win against Mike McCarthy. I was I was a little worried the cycle might repeat itself, and the fact that. Uh, my, uh, if Mike McCarthy would have came in there and beat the Packers and beat my, uh, Matt LaFleur right there, I don't know how things would have shook out, but I'm just glad the Packers won this week. Think about where you were in the first quarter when it was 0-0, and it was th- uh, I think it was second and one, and Christian Watson over the middle drops you know, what would be a 10-yard pass. Mm-hmm. And so then the very next play, Rodgers goes back to Christian Watson, another first down another opportunity, job. and he drops it again. I was thinking to myself, this is just not is this it? it for this guy. You know, is this, is, is this, yeah. is, is this what he's meant to be? And if you watch the bomb, the one that, you know, he brought down the first touchdown, it was a tough catch. I think his head was looking completely over the top and it was on his right shoulder and he brought it in cage and took it to the house. It was almost like it was redemption. You know, like Christian oh, Watson yeah. said in that moment after those two drops, I'm not going to break here. I'm not going to bust right now. You know, I just had two drops, two opportunities. And he goes out, makes not one play, not two plays, but then three touchdowns. He put the team on his back. That that's changed as a rookie that's all you can ask for is like win you a game he he kind of won them the game cage can you argue with that i mean it was a team effort for sure um you know i i, I think that he just got to build on this like he, he dropped the bomb week one versus the vikings you know he's dropped plenty of passes apart from last game he did drop several passes last game so it's like we've seen the lows we've seen the highs let's build on the highs right let's give this guy i wrote it out in Ike packers 10 targets per game minimum i would like to see him get three targets a quarter you know like first drive every drive the packers have you got to be going to this guy you know scheme him open just give him a streak route and throw it up there throw if it anything, just, to, just to keep the defense honest right <laughs> i know and like man i mean the talent's evident when he's not hurt and when he's not dropping passes and when he's Christian not watson's pretty good the middle. Like, there's no point running that guy over the middle where he's going to get his head taken off. And the Packers are trying to almost get him the ball after that first drop, KJ, early in the year against the Vikings. And all of a sudden, you're doing these short passes over the middle. I think back to when you're playing Madden and you want to get the ball to your favorite slot receiver. You just run that route right across the middle, throw it right to him. They were doing that to Christian Watson. He was getting hit by four guys. He's meant to be on the outside running streaks, running deep posts. 
because it's hard for anyone to really match his size and speed. You kind of mm-hmm. saw the cornerbacks flail, uh, and it was like Dallas has a pretty good defense. It's not necessarily playing a bottom tier team. They could have done this against anybody if they were running him in the look right. Look at the scheme. record. You know, look at the record. They were a tough team. They came in. They could have put the nail in the coffin of our season. Packers said, not today, Dallas. Not today, Skip. <laughs> not today, Jerry Jones. And we live to fight another day. We live to fight again this Thursday. See, see, why am I so happy about the Packers win? Well, Packers fans, it's because if we would have lost that game and we would have gone to, you know, what would have been three and seven? Yeah. Then you have a Thursday night matchup. You're like, well, the season's pretty much done, right? You know, like maybe we could, we could miraculously run the table and, and finish at like, uh, you know, ten and seven, something like that. Um, are we? Are we? Did they have the pack lost seven games or they lost six? Four games, and right? six. Four, Four and six. six. That's right. So we still have a little bit of insurance, and because we won, now this Thursday night matchup is huge. You know, it's got like ramifications. It's a battle of the universe. If we win an, another one here, Packers fans, well, then Ooh. we have a little momentum going against the Eagles, I believe, who come after Tennessee. Like, let's just keep the momentum rolling. You know, if, if we won last game, this game against the, the Tennessee Titans on Thursday would have been like, okay, you know, win or lose, the season's pretty much down the drain, short week, should we should we rest these guys, yada, yada, yada. Well, we won, so it's like we have to win at, at any cost. You know, if that means – it means anything but letting Amari Rodgers see the field again. That is actually what it means. You know, like yeah. we, we, we got we to gotta win this game by any means necessary except – putting Amari Rodgers on the football field. And you know who really made his name on the defensive side? Rudy, Rudy. Ford. Rudy Cage. Two interceptions, four tackles. I have to be honest. It, it was like, who was is this guy? Out there. You know, it, it, was, it was his coming out party on a different level. I knew who Christian Watson was. I knew what he could do. I didn't know Rudy Ford had two picks in him. And that's kind of what the defense is needing, players to step up that aren't the big names. And you see Isaiah McDuffie Cage get 13 tackles. That was Adrian big. He was all over the field. Yeah, nine tackles. Jair, nine tackles. And so I think what you're seeing on defense is just like also, you know, different names stepping up. And so the Packers kind of needed everything there. How do you expect this defense to, you know, move forward? Is it just going to become playmaking? Packers fans, we saw exactly what a turnover can do. A turnover by your best player, a turnover by your worst player. It's a game-changing play. And the Packers turned both of those Rudy Ford interceptions into points. And we happened to win that game by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin. So it really was the difference in the game. Like, the touchdowns by Watson were were huge. But honestly, it might even be... Rudy Ford's in, impact that even supersedes that impact of Christian Watson. It's like two picks by the same guy. That's probably going to happen. And he's not going to be one of the best players. Like that's probably going to happen <laughs> once uh, every five years, right? Like maybe every yeah, three yeah. years, every five years, Packers fans, someone was smiling down on the Packers franchise yesterday when they suited up Rudy Ford and, 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 you know, put him in the perfect spot at the perfect time. It's just like, look, even if Rudy Ford delivered us one pick and we're talking about him, you know, we'd be like, that was a huge play. He that still was a made difference a, in the game. He, he went out there the made play. a huge play, and he said, I am not done yet. Like, twice. if we win, there's a chance I could get the Radio Douglas contract. You know, like, Ru- Ru- Rudy Ford is probably like, look, if I just keep playing my hardest, if I just keep doing my thing, 
well, there's a chance that I could find a home here in Green Bay. You know, I'm not going to be maybe getting the Jerry Alexander contract, but could I get something like three years, 27, like, you know, uh, Radio Douglas got? You know, we'll see. It's certainly not out of the question, but he kind of reminded me of Radio Douglas yesterday. It was like, you know, rewind it one year ago. Razul Radio Douglas was making all these plays that were they were kind of <laughs> sparking the Packers defense. Yeah. And yesterday, you know, he was the star. Uh, you, you saw Quay Walker make a bunch of big plays. You saw Jared make a bunch of big plays. But no one was making plays like Rudy Ford out there. It was massive. It was absolutely massive. I was happy to see Kenny Clark at a sack. But it takes a team. And I'm just interested to see, like, who steps up against the Tennessee Titans, whether they have, uh, you know, Tannehill starting, whether we see some Malik Willis. We'll see what ends up happening. But I don't see any reason why we can't have another strong turnover producing showing against you know tennessee's quarterback position yeah i th- i think you know when you talk about it takes a team Keyshawn nixon Keyshawn. in punt returns and kick returns he's the guy he's, he's the, the guy. guy you know he's stepping up in that regard too cage he almost he looks like he could break it every time he hasn't shown home run hitter potential but he he's had a lot of good returns and that's more than amari rogers can say who's almost muffing punts off his chest even before he's fumbling you know what i'm saying it's like with amari it's really just playing russian roulette uh and just <laughs> blowing off yourself but that that's what the packers don't have in Keyshawn nixon he looks reliable so that's rounding out two cage then you got mason crosby who of course in the clutch hits a 28 yard field goal not a long one but you're happy that he he'll get the job done for you in those moments is this you know a Packers team that if they could beat the Titans do you think it's you know strong enough to make a run here man I think so you know the the unfortunate thing right now is the Packers happen to play in the NFC where there are a lot of really 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 good teams concentrated in in certain divisions so the NFC East for example you have the Philadelphia Eagles you have the Dallas Cowboys who we just beat Still, I I believe they're well above 500. And you have the Giants, you know, just who refuse to lose. Well, the Eagles, let's say they get that division. Well, then then you look at the the Giants and the um, uh, the Cowboys figure to make a playoffs. You know, they make they figure to make the playoffs. Then you look at the NFC West. It's like who's out there. Seattle's looking like they're going to make the playoffs. 49ers, you know, they're certainly in the mix. Uh, The Vikings pretty much lock up a spot in the the, uh, North Division. So. You, you know, like the, the spots are limited. It's not like the Packers don't have the talent to do this, but we've kind of messed around. And it's like it's like when you're in class growing up, right? Like you're a smart kid <laughs> and you decide to get, quote unquote, the chicken pox or strep throat or something. And you end up taking like 10 days off of school, or like two weeks. And it's all good until you get back and you have a mountain of homework to make up and you gotta you're you're already on different lessons and you're like, what the heck? I have no idea what this is. Well well hopefully it didn't build on the last lesson. Oh wait, it did. You know, and it's like you can overcome that, but it's gonna be extremely long and extremely difficult. And that's kind of what the Packers have done. You know, they didn't really take the offseason as seriously as they should have. They got their keisters kicked week one versus the Vikings. Okay, that's maybe a one or one-game hole. You know, we won three in a row then, but then we took that five-game losing streak. Uh, probably could have done things in there to— Streaky. I mean, you know, for sure could have done things in there to, to get more than zero wins out of those five weeks. 
And now the Packers find themselves back at school with a very good chance to pass, but they're going to have to work much harder, much longer hours, and they're behind. You know, they're in a, in a position where they've uh, detrimented themselves, uh, you know, by the amount of weeks, essentially, they've taken off from winning. And so is it possible? Yes, it is. But the spots are limited. You know, like it's like there was even a field trip or something with limited spots during this time when the kid was sick. And now all the kids have signed up and there's like one spot left. You're like, oh, my gosh, now I have to like somehow finesse my way into this. So the Packers have the Titans on Thursday. Ryan Tannehill, they just come off a 17-10 win over the Broncos. Derrick Henry, you know, on the receiving side, they got rid of their receiver last year, but Nick Westbrook seems to be a decent receiver. Austin Hooper, Traylon Burks, the rookie. KJ, they also have Robert Woods, but but is this Titans team scaring you if you're Green Bay and what message if you're Matt LaFleur are you telling your team you know man I think LaFleur the Titans team is not scaring me because they have Ryan Tannehill I know they have a lot of unsung players in their defense so you have to respect them uh it certainly won't be like a cakewalk victory but you have to be able to beat a Ryan Tannehill led team it doesn't even matter the circumstances if you have Aaron Rodgers on your side you have to be able to beat a Ryan Tannehill-led team. Even if it's Malik Willis-led, you know, even if something happens where uh, Tannehill doesn't play and it's Malik Willis, or, you know, you have to be able to beat these lesser quarterbacks, honestly. And I think the way LaFleur is going to approach it this week is he's going to kind of do minimal stuff with his guys. You know, it's such a short week. Like today, Monday is probably going to be them getting their bodies right. You know, then you only have Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like two full days. Well, I think he's going to kind of do – I don't think he's going to do much, you know, physical stuff at all. I think he's going to just let them ride the momentum of having one of these wins, and we can only hope that that'll be enough. That combined with 12's experience and leadership, that combined with just the extra pep in their step that the team will get this week, we can only hope that that'll be enough to kind of get them to their first – what is their first real – type of buy this year because the Packers official buy is coming up in a few weeks but they're gonna have like 10 days off if they can just get through this Tennessee Titans matchup with a victory uh, if they lose you know it doesn't really matter what happens right the season's on life support it's not officially pulling the plug level but it'll be on life support if they win they're gonna have an opportunity to, to rest up a bit an opportunity to have some uh, additional game planning in and you just got to take it week by week you know you mentioned the the eagles you mentioned some of the games coming up in the packers remaining schedule i think apart from the eagles the pack could legitimately run the table and they could run the table against the eagles as well like the packers could pull out a victory against the eagles despite how improbable or against the odds it might seem i'm not saying they're going to do this i'm not saying they're going to run the table either but if you look at the schedule it's not like you know, I mean, like, I honestly think that those teams are even more uh, beatable than the Bills, right? Like, I know the Bills just lost again, but if you're telling me that you don't think the Packers can beat the Vikings, I'm going to say I politely disagree. I think we can beat the Vikings anytime, any place, regardless of the circumstances. And I think the Packers will be going in there looking for revenge. Uh, yeah, man, you know, I, I mean, this Titans matchup is critical. You're going to have to slow down the run. You're going to have to contain their quarterback. You're going to have to do work against the defense. But can we do those things? A hundred percent. And it's not just a matter of can we. It's a matter of we have to if we want to make the playoffs and make something of this year. So 
hopeful. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Interest, interesting point you made about the locker room. Just kind of let the you know the good vibes run. Packers fans, KJ and I actually were talking about this earlier in the week. I don't know if you saw this clip, but we put it off like Packers. It's Jair Alexander talking about how no one's smiling, no one's laughing in the locker room when he's they around, are. right? Yeah. If they are, Jair's going to tell them, don't be smiling because we're losing. Don't be laughing because we're losing. And, and we kind of had this banter like, is Jair doing the right thing or is this locker room on life support as well? Is this a shattered darn near locker room where they can't even have <laughs> no fun, you know? And uh, this week, that win cures that problem because the locker room now is more bonded than probably it's ever been all season and guys are going to be having those you know pick me up moments i think they're all going to be locked in because there is no turnaround time that's probably a good thing in this case it's yep, like hey keep we can't even come working. down from this wave we got to stay high on this confidence high on this ride take that right into tennessee beat them and then we can you know as you mentioned cage get those 10 days rest i think the packers with 10 days of rest can beat the philadelphia eagles once they know what their weapons are it seems like christian watson is going to be that new like weapon that every team's going to have to scheme against and it's just going to take the you know stretch out the defense for aaron Rodgers, who's been trying trying to push the ball deep cage and so now that romeo dobbs you know randall cobb as they come into the season you know how do you think, you know, the Packers offense against this Titans defense is going to do? Is it going to be, again, heavy doses of the run? Do you have to just run it back with what worked against the Cowboys? I think you do, man. I, I think you really do. As the weather gets colder, you got to play to your strengths no matter what the weather does. But, uh, you know, the Packers don't have a lot of solid data to go on in terms of, like, what actually resulted in victories. And I think one of the things that allowed them to beat what a lot of people would say is a more talented team than us, position by position in the Cowboys, is the fact that we did play to our strengths and we didn't compromise on that. And then we did execute those times. We took the chances that the strengths provided us, and that's in the form of a play-action pass coming up from a strong running game, Ooh, right? Well, this is, what I, uh, so, this is what I saw. Aaron Jones, he's got the extra gear that A.J. Dillon really just doesn't have. Yeah. There's questions about, you know, is A.J. Dillon the number one guy? But Aaron Jones hits the holes. He hits them hard. Yeah. He can almost break that long one cage, and I think that's why he needs to be, you know, the 20-plus carry back. Do, do you feel like there's any reason to not do that for him at this point? Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yesterday, when you saw the Packers split carries, Aaron Jones was picking up big gashes of yards, and occasionally we handed him the ball and said, we needed you to get this short yardage situation. He did. A.J. Dillon was picking up bigger chunks than he was in, in recent weeks as well, and occasionally we handed him the ball and said, A.J. Dillon, you have got to get this, this first down. And he did as well. So it's like, look, just make the run the priority and then unleash Christian Watson. He's like a dragon. You know, unleash the dragon in the play action and just put the fear of God in the enemy. Like, even if it doesn't work out, throwing that ball deep is going to make those safeties think twice about cheating up for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. When the run is emphasized, 12 is accurate. you've got to do the run and, and then the pass. You can't do the pass and then the run. No. Like we've seen the, the other games which the Packers have lost in the last six weeks have been because they tried to force the pass and, like, you've got a great run, but it's too little too late because everyone knows you're passing. You really, really, really Make have to stop emphasize Aaron the Jones run. first. Exactly, exactly. 
see what see what happens there i think that's going to be super exciting cage now i think is a perfect time to just take it over to ike packers on twitter where packers fans we just want to say thank you to everybody for writing in unbelievable engagement during the game the you know overtime win and you know cage you kind of put something about how you know aaron Rodgers was inspired by anthony davis Anthony Davis was inspired by Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, Anthony Davis was inspired by Aaron Rodgers. What do you think it is about Aaron Rodgers that is so inspirational to some of these athletes? Man, I think it's the, the, the simple fact that in today's world, a reporter will try and make anything a story. And that includes, you know, like all these micro... Uh, gestures that Aaron Rodgers might do where he, oh, there's a shot of him in the floor yelling at each other on the sidelines. Oh, there's a shot of, you know, so-and-so not doing this or so-and-so not doing this or so-and-so, you know, handling themselves this way. And in a win like yesterday, there there was, you know, there was some swearing going on. There was some yelling going on. There was some hard hits. There was some injuries. And when a player unleashes his, his or her passion it totally is contagious because everyone feels that deep inside as a human being, as a competitor. And I think that Rogers just unleashing those F bombs and unleashing those, Hey coach. Here's what I'm gonna, yeah. It's like that to me just makes me more serious, right? Like at the very least, it's going to make you a little more serious because we're not, we're not playing games over here. You know, it's kind of pulling out all the stops and yeah, man. You know, I think Rodgers can certainly handle himself better in certain times. But at the end of the day, it's a results-based business. I've come back to that time and time again on the pod. If you get a win, no one cares if you're yelling at your head coach. You know, like, if you get an L, well, then all of a sudden it's a story, right? Like, then all of a sudden this is a story. That's a story. And it's like, really, winning just solves everything. So if Rodgers, you know, keeps displaying his emotions and, and keeps winning, everybody's going to feed off that. And he represents, I think, someone who can just get insanely hot, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, every defense has in their mind, that's Aaron Rodgers when you're playing against the Packers. And if he starts off the game playing well, I think the Packers put him in a comfortable position cage. He only threw 20 times, but 224 yards, that's over a 10 average. That's what he needs to be that's doing. That's when he's successful. Dink and Dunk Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Dink and Dunk Rodgers is not the formula and i hope matt lafleur has learned that let's run let's unleash the deep ball with rogers the watson we don't have much else this will help open it up underneath for watkins and alan lazard i think the trio that we all envisioned before the season is hey christian watson the number one alan lazard you know right there whenever rogers needs him and then Sammy Watkins, you know, filling in. And I think the Packers finally are getting towards <laughs> this KJ Sammy Watkins. The guy is still around, but, you know, I mean, at least he put up some yards, you know. Sammy Watkins, in his contribution for the week, catches a ball well past the first down line. <laughs> says, I don't want the first down just yet. I want more. <laughs> I'm going to run backwards. Oh, I slipped. Oh, shit. You're telling me that's not a first down now? Oh, shit. I hope A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones converts this. It's like, that's Sammy Watkins for you. I mean, uh, it's interesting how Amari Rodgers can continue to get on the field. Mental errors Sammy from Watkins. Sammy. Like, Sammy yeah. Watkins, if he wasn't labeled Sammy Watkins with that name on the back of his jersey, and he happened to have, like, a Wikipedia page, and 
you know, all these places you could look up his stats, you would you would almost ask if the guy had just put on the pads for the first time yesterday because he doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing out there. You know, it's like, <laughs> he really doesn't. Packers yeah. fans, like, you're yeah. going to have to let us know what you think. Like, if you didn't know uh, Sammy Watkins had a prior career to this or, like, played in the NFL in years past, how long were they find this guy? Football for? Because cause I'd be like, did they just find this guy at the gym? Like, did they find this guy in the... <laughs> You know, I don't know where they found this guy because he, he doesn't really seem to know that you're, the first down is the other way, right? Like, like you got to oh, go the man. other way. You know, they're talking about sometimes these pitchers, when they find them in, in Latin America, they have to literally, like, roll the ball back to them on the ground when they're teaching them to, to pitch because they have such powerful arms, but they just, like, they've never done it before. They don't know understand the concept of catch. And it's like Sammy Watkins, you, you know, it's like everyone's – heard about the guy right like top top five pick superstar college uh college receiver you know he's had a few tds here or there he's won a super bowl i believe Rogers just drops back he's like running the wrong route i mean sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah like he's he, what is what are just looks like, at his second option he's got romeo dubs like totally blanketed you know <laughs> by yeah, that point and, and so sammy Watkins, Packers fans you're gonna have to let us know what oh, you, you think I personally think the guy showed us all we need to see. I think you might have to snip snip him along with Amari Rogers. But what do you think? That's kind of like a fun little question we can banter about this week. What do you think about Sammy Watkins? Al, any thoughts to add there? I think when you're running Christian Watson deep on the streaks. But we're not talking about Christian, bro. Up, we're just talking no, about I'm Sammy. Saying it opens up Sammy Watkins as a guy to keep, right? Because before I'm thinking snip because you have him on the outside. But if Christian Watson can take the, the top off, then I like having two guys like Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins running these, you know, shorter distance routes. You know, I don't expect either of them to get open, you know, so frequently. They don't have burners. They really don't. Um, but then you have Dubs who can kind of maybe make a play. Maybe Randall Cobb can maybe make a play. Robert Tanya can maybe make a play. Rogers going to have to move around that. But I think that's like, you know, kind of showing what the playbook needs to be cage you know i think the packers are finally figuring out what what plays they got to go to in the playbook and is this do you think what 12 meant by simplifying all along man i I don't think so you know i i don't i don't think i think that's just a bunch of you know he said she said um honestly like these are nfl calls if you don't like it audible audible it i know there's some some animosity yesterday but you know, 12's given full authority. It's like, bro, you just need to throw touchdowns, and that's it. You know, like, you know, like if you need to simplify you the get call, dubs. simplify the call. If get you need, to, if you need to sub some personnel out, like Sammy Watkins or Mario Rogers, then do that. But no one really cares, you know, about simplifying or not. You know, like get the touchdowns, get the points, get the wins, get to the playoffs. Let's get a Super Bowl. That's kind of what honestly people care about. Just win the game. If that means running more, if that means making simpler calls, whatever. Just just win the game. You know, it's like it's one of those things where nitpicking, nitpicking, nitpicking. Just win the game like you did mm-hmm. yesterday. And, and honestly, fans. man, I'm just going to make a call. I don't think Sammy Watkins helps us win games. I think you can get a guy off the street who would do better, whether it's an undrafted free agent or whether it's a guy who's got a year or two or three experience under his belt. You know, Odell Beckham is still out there. Is saying that he's going to want to play for a contender, so we're going to have to win at least one more game, I think, in order to get him kind of looking at the Packers in their direction. But imagine if you add, like, an Odell Beckham opposite Christian Watson. Like, that's actually a scary squad, you know? And then maybe you add a Will Fuller, right? You know, he's made of glass, but maybe... 
It's uh, a hope and prayer cage at this point. The guy didn't make yeah. any moves at the trade deadline. You know, I think I know. it's tight, right? You know, it's, so it's Odell Beckham could but... be a wild card, but most likely they have to figure out where to put these pieces. And, you know, I think it's just going to help the team getting this victory. That's like sometimes you just got to pull out a victory to kind of see a little clearer, right? You know, Amen. make it to the next storm, make it out of that storm that the clouds pass. And we asked Packers fans, how's it feel to knock off Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys at Lambeau? I'm just going to read a few of these off. Matt Stutley says, what a fight back. I honestly didn't think we had it in us, but so happy to be wrong. Jake has a, has a photo of Aaron Rodgers flexing. Rockaholic Mom says, go Pack Go. OMG, we needed that win. Watson, stay healthy. Exclamation point. Packers, Iowa. Thanks for tuning in from Iowa. He says, I forgot how great it is to win. Still respect McCarthy for all he did for GB, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. His name will live forever in Green Bay. Yep. LaPat Rivers says, my prayers were heard. Dev says, it's been five games. And it feels like 84 years. Chuck Metz says, yeah, I still have 40, good feelings. 40 days. That's a long time. I mean, it, it kind of lets you know how long 40 days can truly feel like. You know, like if you Just getting beat it. down for 40 days mid-October. Yeah. <laughs> October I mean, to November. You're like, wow, summer's over. <laughs> summer's basically <laughs> over. <laughs> Winter is coming. That was like the mood when the Packers were getting smoked but chuck met says i still have a good feelings about mike mccarthy but i've never liked the cowboys so it feels great to beat the cowboys especially during a year when we were not as good blazian says bittersweet this is a big one especially for my region of cowboys i have to deal with so he might be from texas thanks from listening from texas uh aron says amazing jim says feeling good don't know what the rest of november is going to look like but going to enjoy this one for the rest of the week Packers fans, you enjoy it too. Think about how you, you know, felt just to see that victory. I think we're all back alive. You know, I feel energetic. That's kind of my mood. I I feel energized. Who else was screaming at the TV this week? Because I know I was. I know I was. (laughs) Into it. I mean, yeah, it was like all the marbles. Everything was on the line. Battle of the universe. You know, it was. And that's what we live for, Packers fans. It's amazing. It's so special to just have everyone kind of circulating around the Packers and Ike Packers and on Twitter and, and just this podcast and and really just having some phenomenal conversation, some oh, really yeah. interesting conversation, whether you're typing it out, whether you're tweeting it out, whether you're you're speaking it to someone else. We want to encourage you to use Ike Packers as a bridge, you know. I mean, if you haven't talked to anyone today about uh, about the Packers, take this, take the, take your phone right now, shoot this podcast, send it to two people and maybe you'll start one conversation. Start the convo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like Packers banter needs to be happening today, tomorrow. And honestly, up until Thursday, because there's going to be a huge game on Thursday. So, Packers fans, that's your homework today. Take this pod, send it to a couple Ride people. Ride the wave, baby. Let's get that Packer banter stronger than it's ever before. Alex, thanks so much for having me. Take us home. Yep, Packers fans, thank you for tuning in. Titans Thursday, Tannehill, Rodgers, Christian Watson. I know it's going to be must-see football. Packers back against the wall. Can they beat a good Titans team? We will see. Make sure to check out Ike Packers on Twitter for the live tweeting. Make sure to also please leave us a five-star review and tell a friend about the show. That's the number one way you can help us grow. As always, until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go forever. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend. 
and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans. Go go. Smile, yeah, babe, cause I know you inside and out.